Uh, this is Dan Sang with Subversity here on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Uh, the opinions expressed on the show are not, necess- are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Um, today we're going to be uh, having actually a two-part show. On the first part, we're going to be talking with some students who went on an exciting trip to the Middle East, an incredible uh, journey, and we'll be talking to them. Um, and uh, welcome to the show. Oh, yeah. Hi. How are you? Uh, maybe you could introduce yourselves. Sure. Uh, my name is Omar Bustami. I'm a uh, um, senior, uh, double major, political science and civil engineering. And uh, My name is Maran Cohen. I'm a second year at UC Irvine, business economics major. So how did you get involved in this uh, olive tree initiative? Um, well, during spring quarter of last year, um, one of the guys that came with us on the trip, Tzvi, said, hey, we have this interesting trip to Israel. And I attended the first meetings and fell in love with the group. I mean, I thought this was such a great idea to try to um, promote greater understanding on campus and just learn more and expand my knowledge about the conflict. And I just thought the group was a great, great, great idea that I would love to get involved with. And I just kept attending meeting, and then the trip came. And, yeah, Omar. Um, well, basically, I, uh, I, w- I attended uh, um, the event a couple years ago when uh, Jimmy Carter had come to uh, UC Irvine. All right. And uh, he had, uh, someone's student posed the question, um, what can we do here in UCI to uh, promote better understanding of uh, situation in the Middle East? And he said, well, how about you guys take a trip there? Right. Now, uh, that idea, you know, spawned uh, actually an organization to arise called Olive Tree Initiative, which I never thought that I'd have anything to do with um, <clears throat> until I, I randomly started showing up to meetings uh, last quarter. And um, I initially just uh, showed up out of interest to see uh, how the rest of the students were, were going to be taking care of something like this. And about a week before the trip, um, <clears throat> one of the main um, people who helped us organize this event, a uh, PhD student who has extensive knowledge of the area named Daniel uh, Wernfennig, um called me up and he said, Omar, how would you like to go to the Middle East? And I said, I would love to. And uh, so I, w- I was really the last person to enter this trip. But, but I have actually am uh, of Syrian, Lebanese, Palestinian, and Iraqi origin. And uh, mm-hmm. ironically, I've never been outside of the United States before. So uh, wow. this, posed, this came to me as a great opportunity not only to learn about my background, my heritage, but also to um, talk with other students from different backgrounds um, that also went on the trip. Uh, we had um, Ron over here, who is actually a very interesting story. Um, hopefully she can share it with us a little bit. Um. Well, my story is I was born and raised in Israel, and um, in Haifa in Israel, which is actually a more coexistent city where most Arabs and Jews and Christians all live together. But um, when times are more stressed and when there's more tension, there's still somewhat problems in the city. And of course, once you go outside, once you reach the more problematic areas, um, there's still a lot of tension between the groups of people. And about seven years ago, I moved to the United States with my family. And as soon as I heard about this group, I thought, this would be so different from anything that I know of Israel. I mean, when I go back to Israel to visit, it's to see my family, to travel Mm. the city, to travel the country. But going on this trip introduced me to new 
places that I've never been to in Israel, to new perspectives that I never knew existed. And it was just really interesting to see this whole new side of Israel that, as a person, I thought, oh, I was born there, I know everything. But I was not surprised to see that I actually don't know a lot of things. So it was very interesting. Oh, what was the purpose of the trip? Uh, I saw from the video on your website that um, it wasn't necessary to change opinions, but to start a dialogue, I suppose. But what? How, right. what, how did you see uh, the purpose? Um, I think the purpose was just to educate people, to learn more, and to bring back things that are not taught here. I mean, the media and everything that we hear today is pretty biased, and I mean, they tend to sometimes um, not reflect exactly what is going on and I think that by us going there and seeing everything firsthand and talking to people talking to government officials to politicians even to just normal civilians mm-hmm. and students our own age it just makes everything more of a reality it emphasizes um, the points and it just has a much greater impact and effect on people and I think the whole purpose was just to show us that side and to enable us to bring that back to campus and to enforce that to the greater community to show people what um, we were fortunate enough to see and um, the whole group was hopefully I want to say to lessen tensions on campus I mean Mm -hmm. we do have some groups that I don't want to say are not against each other but definitely have some um, misunderstandings or whatnot and that was basically our goal to just um, just to lessen those tensions just to bring back understanding and dialogue and to enforce that on campus so how about you Alma um I I would tend to to heavily uh, agree with Moran about what the purpose of the trip was but um um, you know, I, I would definitely like to emphasize the fact that, you know, just because we're 14 students and that went to, you know, Israel and Palestine, you know, it doesn't mean that we are, you know, experts on this situation, that we're going to resolve everything that happened. We're not claiming to be perfect, but definitely we thought that you go with a diverse group of students to a controversial place and you initiate some form of dialogue that can sprawl here on campus. Our primary focus was to promote better understanding on this campus but who's to say by the way this is a recurring trip this is going to happen every year and who's to say that in future years that you know some some form of dialogue will not foster um you know an actual productive dialogue that might even be able to suggest a solution to this conflict not saying that it's we're going to solve the conflict that's not what i'm saying but who's to say that something productive can't manifest itself in the future obviously our primary goal though is sprawling dialogue here on campus though. Uh, you said it would go on again. Uh, did uh, Clinton give any money the Clinton Foundation, or the Carter Foundation, I mean, the Carter Foundation, did did they support this? I mean, you said um, he sparked the idea, but did he actually give any money to it? He did, uh, did not actually give any money. We are completely um, self-funded. Uh, we raised uh, our, uh, our money through the community. Uh, we had um, various donors from different backgrounds. We had a lot of support, um, financial and uh, other means of support coming from uh, the the Jewish community, the yeah. Muslim community, and um, it, it was really um, just it was really those 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 14 people plus those three faculty members that came on the trip and the uh, and Svi, of course. But yeah, yeah. I think um, one of the big things that we wanted to stress is that this is 
plainly a student organized group. We didn't want to take any fundings or any money from an affiliated organization oh. just to make sure that this is something that we plan, that we don't have any obligations to be biased towards one side or the other. This is clearly yeah. Yeah. Um, a neutral trip. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, wh where did you go? <laughs> um, mainly all over. We went to Jerusalem, um, Ramallah, Bethlehem, Hebron, Tel Aviv, Haifa, um, small settlements like Ariel, and um, we overlooked Calculia and such areas. So it was pretty much pr spread out. Nazareth. Um, we we yeah we went to um, uh, the West Bank. Basically, we stayed in uh, East Jerusalem. Uh, well, we stayed in we stayed in the old city. Uh, which is in Annex, East Jerusalem, it's considered yeah. to be. And the old city is like, you know, um, basically something out of the past. You walk in and it's, it's split up in its various respective quarters, Muslim, Jewish, Armenian, yeah. um, Christian. And uh, it's, it's walled, and uh, a lot of the old architecture is still there that goes back thousands wow. of years. All the religious sites are there, the, uh, the Aqsa Mosque, which is the Muslim holy site, the Wailing Wall, uh -huh. and also the Church of the Holy Sepulchre is there. Uh -huh. And uh, we stayed there for eight days, and from that point, we, we visited many areas in the West Bank and uh, in Israel also. Was it hard to get into the occupied areas? Uh? Um, well... You can ask Moran that question. <laughs> um, well, as an Israeli uh, citizen and only having an Israeli passport, um, I was not able to go into Ramallah or Bethlehem. But uh, we, I was able to go into Hebron, which was really interesting for me. Um, but I, I feel as if we, I mean, we could have worked on permits or whatnot, but it was a little bit more complicated because it is the rule there that you, as an Israeli student you cannot go into the West Bank but yeah. um, the group did go into those cities and they were able to visit um, all the places and see a few refugee camps and see what's going on there um, what we learned, uh, it's quite interesting, is that the West Bank is highly fractionalized. Mm -hmm. um, you have, uh, you know, cities like Ramallah, which are highly bustling and easily accessible, and Bethlehem, very accessible to tourists. And um, then you have uh, places like Nablus, um, it's a little north of, mm -hmm. of Ramallah, which, um, you know, if you're trying to get there, um, you're gonna, you might meet, encounter a few more checkpoints in the way. Um, what we tried to do is balance it, and we tried to definitely go, uh, you know, this is a first time ever going with all these students and um, definitely um, we, we as you know Americans coming in this busload we didn't experience like an overwhelming uh, amount of scrutiny but um, definitely definitely we could see how that would have been possible if we were in a different situation or you know perhaps had a different passport with us <laughs> how did you feel as a Muslim going to Israel um, well it was really interesting because um, I 20% uh, of Israel is actually Arab, and um, a lot of those Arabs are actually Muslim. So um, inside of inside of Israel, um, I didn't expect uh, you know to go and pray in a mosque in Tel Aviv that overlooked the ocean, and uh, that um, I didn't expect to be in the back of a taxi driver listening to um, an Arabic taxi driver speak in Hebrew and Arabic. So I learned that um, definitely the uh, Arab-Palestinian population living in Israel, the Arab-Israelis, and the Palestinians in the West Bank also are highly resilient and uh, have the ability to, you know, um, change with the times and blend, and, you know, they're, they're doing it like a uh, really interesting job of, of you know, they, they, they put up with a lot, but 
they somehow adapt over time. So I definitely, um, I felt, uh, I definitely felt um, a connection to the area. I would say. Um, so and you have different faiths, right? Uh, yeah. Are you religious? Uh? Um, I would say I'm pretty religious, pretty yeah. observant of Judaism. So yeah. And so the group is also all many faiths, right? The people in the group. Yeah, the group was definitely um, diverse. We had um, the religious Muslims, which are, when we were there, it was actually the month of Ramadan. So we had um, three of our Muslim students actually wake up every morning and go to the mosque and fast during the day. And I mean, even I think the group fasted with them one day just to see what it's like. And... Um, we had the Jewish students, some of them more religious, some of them less religious. I mean, personally, I go to synagogue every Saturday. I mean, mm. we observe Sabbath observances and um, had Christian students. One of them was actually um, pretty religious. Um, Sally was, she really, really was enthusiastic about going to the church and seeing everything. And she actually had to wake up early one day, like 5 o'clock in the morning, and go to the church and see everything. Mm. But it was really interesting because we were able to get that whole perspective and we had Druze that we went to a Druze house one time to yeah. learn about their religion so it just really gave us a broad perspective of different religions around and it just made the whole group uh, a lot more interesting to see because we were so different yeah we were able to come together and to do this trip together and to not get into fights or, or kill each other or whatnot but it was just <laughs> um, <laughs> just to get along and it was, it was Were great. you suspicious of each other at the beginning? I feel like at the beginning it was, um, we weren't, I don't know if suspicious, Here but we Here you were, go, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were definitely not the bestest friends or whatnot. Um, I mean, we had our meetings, we met, we were, hi, how are you doing, bye, kind of thing. And um, definitely a few days after even the trip started, um, I felt that the group got so close to each other. I mean, we were talking openly about everything. Um, we just we were so much more open we were so much closer to each other and we just had a better understanding of one another and respect for each other um, <laughs> um I, I would tend to to agree that uh i'm definitely um you know i'm, I'm someone who i consider myself to be open-minded yeah so you know i'm not going to come on a trip like this and expect to completely isolate myself from everybody else and I'm really glad that I was able to learn so much about everyone else on the trip, and it really added so much more to the experience. And um, just having people of different backgrounds there and getting different perspectives while you visited all these important sites, um, I think that's important because, you know, I mean, a lot of people go to the West Bank. A lot of people go to Israel. But how many people go with uh, three different religious groups? Yeah. Not too many, you know. And, um, and that dialogue wouldn't have happened on campus, you think? Um, I mean, I think that for a, for a great part, the dialogue has been occurring on campus, mm -hmm. but we wanted to make the dialogue less hostile, yeah. you know, and have a little bit more understanding for each other. People can disagree. I, I feel that people should be able to disagree. But um, if, if someone uh, disagrees, they should understand why that person is being disagreed with, yeah. um, you know. And so, yeah, like here, the, it seems like people are stuck in their positions and mm -hmm. it's almost a screaming match at some point at these rallies where there's not real dialogue, I guess. Yeah, I feel, and I feel um, the fact that we were able to disagree just um, just made the trip better because if we were all agreed and uh, had nothing to argue about, then <laughs> why, why have the trip, you know? Yeah. Um, and 
just like that. I feel like at UCI, I'm sure not everybody's going to agree on everything, just like not just regarding the conflict. It could be um, for any other issue we cannot dis- not agree on, but um, just being able to talk about it in a peaceful manner and just understanding each other, just respecting that there's another side to it, not necessarily agreeing with it, but yeah. respecting it um, is a big part. And I think th- that was the purpose behind the trip. That was just to... Um, to promote that and to emphasize it more. And there are tensions between the groups sometimes, and it is like a screaming match sometimes, let's say. But um, I feel like the group had to happen to show that it is possible, that it can't be done, and to sort of set an example uh, to make it possible to have dialogue and to show that it is possible. Yeah, and I mean... uh I mean, I, I have seen over the past, you know, year, few years, several years of going to UCI, um, respect amongst the two sides, but I don't see that being the focus of things. Mm-hmm. I see it happening kind of on the side, and I think it's, it's what's great about this trip is that we're showing people that it's possible, and not just, you know, talking about how it's possible and then people not really believing it because they've never seen it, you know? What, what was the, m- the most impressive thing you saw that struck you, uh, each of you? That's funny because we actually we've thought about this a lot, but um, I, mean, I have so many things that that really did impress me. Um, um, I often talk about my experience in coming first coming to Jerusalem and how we went to the hostel and I came to the very top and the rooftops in Jerusalem are are very special because you know they're used as part of the um, living area. So um, and they overlook great parts of the city. So from that rooftop, I saw um, so many different religious areas. I saw the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, and then continuing to walk, I came across uh, the Dome of the Rock, which is sitting in the Holy Mosque compound and seeing that just, you know, obviously, you know, made me shiver and tingle and all that good stuff, you know, but uh, I, I'd felt like when I found that, you know, it was, it was like, wow, this is really special. Everything, look, everything's okay. But uh, what made me realize that everything was not okay is that the next day we actually visited a segment of the West Bank and um, uh, standing on a hilltop, I saw um, two roads. One was on top of the other. I saw one uh, elevated Israeli highway um, running over a small Palestinian road that swerved back and forth. And what I understood is that these two roads, over, although they contrasted the same geographical area, did not serve the same purpose. One was intended for the settlers and the other one was intended for the Palestinians. And this is when I understood that in the West Bank, not in Israel. Israel does have a demo- democratic establishment going on. There is fairness. Um, but in Israel, there's half a million Israeli settlers and there's two and a half million Palestinians. And these people do not live together. They're separated. Th- and that's what I understood what people are talking about when they refer to this politically charged term of apartheid. And I, I still, I'm not, I never, you know, condoned that term, apartheid. But I understood it in a different context, simply people being apart. Mm-hmm. And that's what I saw. That that great, had a great impression on me. But mm. so many other things. I mean, you know, also. Yeah. I feel like definitely looking at that side. I mean, when I was able to go to Hebron, I did um, see the differences between the two communities. Um, that's usually what I tend to talk about in my Hebron experience because it was my first time in the West Bank and it was something that I wasn't used to seeing in Israel. It was something totally different. And I mean, we started in from the Muslim quarter and it was just a great 
lively city. I mean, there were people all over. We were getting honked at to move out of the road. There were shops. There were people screaming at you to come buy bread, to come buy clothes. Um, It was really interesting just to see that whole culture. But then you have to go through a narrow pathway and you pass a checkpoint to go into the Jewish quarter Mm. where there everything was closed. There were no shops open. There were no people in the streets. I mean, there were just a few people walking back and forth staring us up and down saying like what are you guys doing here and it was just really interesting to see because um i mean the people live right next to each other there's nearly a fence that separates the two quarters but they don't talk to each other Mm. and in hebron there's actually the tomb of abraham which is holy for both religions which is why i believe the city so um conflicting and so problematic and um, we were able to go in from both the mosque and from the Jewish side of the tomb. And it was just so interesting to see because there is simply just a gated window that you can see through. And you can see the mosque from the Jewish side. And you can see the Jewish side from the mosque. And thousands of people praying there every single day. And they look each other in the windows, but yet they don't speak. Wow. And they don't talk. And it was really interesting to see that because it's, I mean, I feel like dialogue is really important here. And understanding the other side would only bring them to compromise and to negotiate and solve this. And when it's not happening, it just raises the problem, which is why I feel like, um, the apartheid wouldn't be the right word to use, but like you said, just people that are apart as opposed to that. And I feel like that's just a really important emphasis, and people just have a lot of misunderstandings of what actually goes on and what not, and that just showed us more that the more you learn about this, the more complicated it gets, and the more you realize that you don't know anything about it. So that was very, very memorable for me during uh, the trip. As a librarian, I always l- want to know what, what you read. And uh, did you read up on the two areas, uh, two countries, or on the two uh, nations the or whatever, uh, um, before you left? I think definitely before we left, we had meetings every single week for two weeks. Um, we had articles to read. We had stories. We had books. We tried getting as much educated on this conflict as we can. Um, I think it was a few days before we left, actually, one of our group members sent us about, like, 20 articles. Here, read this before we go, just to get updated with everything. And I feel like the more you know, the better it is, and you have a background understanding. But actually going and listening to the stories there is totally different from what you hear in the books and the articles and the media or whatnot. Um, they were definitely educative and everything, and without them, I don't think you could get... Uh, as much as you would if you didn't and um but definitely hearing it from first hand and hearing it from the people who actually experience it makes it more um legitimate makes it more real so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah um yeah I, I that's a good point i mean yeah i'm you know we're we all have like a lot of us in this trip have some kind of connection to that area whether it's an expressed interest over the past several years of our education or whether it's we have family there or backgrounds there. So um, definitely reading about this conflict has been the primary source of even knowing about this conflict for all any of us because so many of us haven't even been there. But it's exactly like Moran said, you know, you go there, it's different. It's, and I con- constantly like to, you know, make the compar- comparison uh, between like a puzzle where you have so many different pieces in that puzzle and you have all these different facts and pieces of information. They're all there. But the puzzle, you don't really know how it looks until you put it all together. 
And that's the thing. It's like it's not like we got to put that whole puzzle together, but we definitely got to see where exactly these facts belonged, you know, that we'd known for mm -hmm. so, many, so much time. Did you meet up with college students over there, too? Yes, definitely. We met with students our own age, and both Israeli and Palestinian, which um, I thought was really interesting. Actually, our first day, we were at Hebrew University, and we met with both Palestinian students and Israeli students who... Um, Basically, our job was just to sit there and watch them discuss the conflict and what they think of it. And it was really interesting because the argument got really heated because there were some extremists and some moderates. And they were just able to show us um, the different perspectives that the students have. And then afterwards, we had lunch with them and talked with them one-on-one. -on -one. And it was just really interesting to see how our lives are different from theirs, how mm -hmm. um, our perspectives might be different from theirs, just being afar from there. And even though, you know, I have family there and friends and whatnot in Israel, it's still every person has a different perspective because you can say um, not all Israelis agree and not all Palestinians agree. I mean, every person yeah. we saw, Israelis can have endless perspectives and so do Palestinians. Mm -hmm. And it just made it the more interesting because... Um, meeting with the students I thought was um, the part where we were most able to relate to because they were more or less our own age yeah. um, they understood the same problems I mean I talked to a girl and we were talking about boy problems and then we talk about the conflict so it was just interesting to see how similar we are yet how our lives are structured a little bit differently so for sure yeah mm -hmm. I mean definitely by meeting with those with those students we noticed that um, there's a very uh, highly opinionated, um, mm -hmm. you know, group of people. Doesn't matter what side they were, they were from. And they're not only are they opinionated, but they're very comfortable with the, with uh, dialoguing with each other. Mm -hmm. And we saw a lot of examples of how, you know, sometimes, um, you know, students, people from the West Bank, people from from Israel, have never even really met each other. And then we actually were were exposed uh, to a program that was conducted by um, some faculty in the Hebrew University, where they brought together these two different sides, put them together, and let them dialogue for a little bit. And only after like a few weeks, you could already see these people coming to a consensus about, um, you know, or better understanding of each other. They went from being so hostile to suddenly being more comfortable. And you kind of see that um, perhaps one of the greatest. Uh, problems perpetuating this conflict is the isolation that, you know, people in Tel Aviv have, some people have no idea about people in Ramallah and vice versa. And uh, oftentimes it's the situation that um, the Palestinians might have better knowledge of Israel because it's a dependent population. They come to Israel, a lot of them to work. And so a lot of Palestinians actually know Hebrew and Arabic and English. So um, definitely... Yeah. Uh, people need to have an understanding of each other. But yeah, sorry. Do, uh, coming back, do, do you see any influence on the local groups, uh, the, the student groups that are active on these issues? Uh, do you think they're changed? They're going to change the, the something? Uh, something will change in the way they deal with this issue or not? Well, uh, what's good is that each one of us uh, in this trip has, um, you know, some kind of a, um, you know, we are part of uh, other campus organizations. Um, for example, I'm part of the Muslim community here at UC Irvine. Moran, she's part of the Jewish community. <laughs> right. So the great thing is that we've been able to go back to our respective communities, dialogue, um, get people to kind of see what happened, to understand. Um, uh, we've, we've, uh, we've seen already examples of this same um, structure of trip being replicated by other groups across the country right now. Uh. 
people have actually, because our information is available on the internet, yeah. people are, are observing it, and they're taking our, uh, you know, format, and then basically uh, duplicating it, because they, they're seeing that it has some potential to be successful. I mean, our event, which was last month, had a turnout of 500 people, right. mixed people, uh, you know, Muslims, Jews. You know, can I tell you, you know, for a fact that these, this had an effect on people immediately? Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think that I think that yeah. it will. Yeah, I think it will. Sure. Yeah. I think we all definitely are very active in our own communities and whatnot, and we're all trying to just um, make this group more known. And like you said, I've been having a lot of people contact me about this trip. Oh, where did you guys go? What did you do? We want to do this. And it's just really interesting to see how, like, such a small group, we would have never, we, I mean, we hoped that this would happen, but we would have never thought that so many people would be interested, like he said, from across the country. And um, I feel like that's really good because if we were just to go on a trip and end it at that, then it wouldn't have as much of a purpose as it should be. And, I mean, we're just hoping to continue doing this. Like he said, having um, Olive Tree Initiative 2, having another group go and continue this on campus for future years, which hopefully will bring about um, less attentions and bring about yeah. a resolution for the campus, I want to say. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to share a story that we've had from Israel. Um, before we went, people kept saying to us, um, it's great that you're going to go on a trip, but you're going to have no impact. This is, what is it going to do to the people there? Uh -huh. But we tried to ignore that, and going on the trip, we kept thinking, I mean, we're just a group of 14 students. How can we make a difference in Israel? So many people have tried, so many politicians and whatnot, and the problem is still not solved. But actually, we ended up visiting, um, two settlers, one Israeli and one Palestinian. And um, they actually live across from each other, but there's a fence separating them. They can see each other from their balconies, but they have never spoken to each other. They've never talked. They've never seen each other. And one of the women, Shannon, who has helped us organize the trip and meet the people, she knew both of them. And one time she was at the Palestinian seller's house, and she said, you know, I know the guy that lives right across from you. And he said, okay, I want to talk to him, get him on the phone. And uh, from here to there, they talked, and the Palestinian's child, his dream was to go see the ocean when he is 18 years old. Wow. And so the Israeli settlers, his brother is actually a general in the IDF, in the Israeli Defense Forces. And so he organized permits for him and his whole family to be able to go to Tel Aviv and spend the weekend on the beach and just um, enjoy their time together. And they both went, both families. And when she told us the story, I mean, it was so big for us because who would have thought that a small group like us would bring at least starting with two families together. And they, I mean, they have friends and they can talk to people and it can just expand so yeah. much more. So they went together to the beach? They went together to the wow. beach, yes. Um, Avi, who was the Israeli settler, he took the Palestinian and his whole family and they just went together and spent the whole weekend together. Wow, and that's amazing. It was it was really great to hear that. So so are you optimistic that uh, future trips will continue then? Yes, very. Uh, you, you don't plan to go back on the these trips, right? I mean, it's new people. Yeah, definitely yeah. new people. I think we want to recruit um, a strong group again. Uh, just have people that are open-minded, yet still are educated about the trip and are willing to put forward um, efforts to continue the trip and the purpose of it. So, How was, uh, how was the fact that um, the Vice Chancellor was there, Manuel Gomez, and uh, Professor Paula Gab from Anthropology, uh, did that help the trip? 
Um, I thought it did. I thought um, having them there made the trip more um, educational, made it more, <laughs> made it more legitimate because. Um, I mean, like, we definitely wanted it to be a student's experience, and everyone had that in mind. So uh, the faculty, they tried to lay low, and they tried to allow us to develop our own ideas and not to interfere. So we respected that. But at the same time, when and then when they, when they contributed, they contributed as if they were one of us. And um, uh, they had some very beautiful, you know, and eloquent words to, to add to it. Uh, to a lot of the different events and we didn't really we stopped after a couple of days I mean at first we were like ah, oh, these guys are professors and faculty why are they here and then but after a couple of days we were like oh that's cool they're they're one of us now so it, it was really nice having them there and especially since the vice chancellor is uh, very poetic and um, uh-huh. when he when he contributed uh, to our dialogue he um, he definitely had uh, some really beautiful words to add at one point in time he wrote a poem uh-huh. about Jerusalem and um, I remember when he was reading it, we were all getting, like, really emotional. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know. Is it on our website, the Jerusalem poem? I feel like it should be. It was a really emotional poem. Yeah, it was really emotional. Yeah. We were all in shock. We didn't know where it came from. We were like, whoa. Yeah, wow. we were like, okay. <laughs> he can uh, surprise you. Yeah, That's and really I felt cool. like having him there also um, made it just, it just emphasized the point that they're just people like us, like you said. I mean, before that, you're always a little hesitant. Should I talk to professors i mean they're high up they're too scary they wouldn't understand me but just having them there just helped me even now in my classes i'm like oh it's just my professor i mean i can just go up to him and talk to him and it'll be fine so. well we're coming to the end of our show so thank sure. you very much uh thank you Omar and moran thank you very much um, for being on the show and good luck thank with you. your uh, studies here too yeah we thank appreciate you. it thanks for having us over yeah.